0: Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, and Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today to talk all things Arsenal, I have Calvin. Good afternoon. How are you, mate? Yeah, good afternoon,
1: Steve. Um, first and foremost, great to have you back. It's great to be uh, moved away from hosting duties because it's uh, it's, more, it's more than it seems to be on paper, isn't it? to be honest with you. So
0: look, credit where it's due, mate. You're doing a great job and I'm glad I'd have to do it for the foreseeable. I was getting like ram raided in my inbox, people begging me to come back. They were like, just cow Calvin's not up to it. Yeah, he's not to scratch. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back, mate. It's nice to be back. Um, although we haven't got any games to talk about, any recent games to talk about, but it's, it's nice to be back on the pod. Um, mm. And Liam joins us as well. How are you, Liam? You okay?
2: Yeah, good over here. Thank you. Like Calvin says, good to have you back, mate. And uh, lockdown restrictions are lifting, so everything's going in the right direction.
0: And you can play football again. The priority. Back in goal. And we can get,
2: I've, I've missed your goalkeeping stories, to be honest.
1: Yeah, they're always good, isn't
2: they? I do like to post every now and then. Only when I make the good ones, though. And they don't come around very often. So uh, that you don't get too many of them, even if I am playing regularly, I'm afraid.
0: Do you ever play like any of the positions or just in goal?
2: I have played, yeah. I've played at fullback um a bit and I have a, a very little bit at centre back but I'm useless at running around and I love throwing myself about so I ended up just playing goal go anyway
1: <laughs> that's fair Sean
0: fair point you know for, for I used to play um, right back it is knackering trying, trying to get up and down the pitch you With know, you've got to be super fit for that sort of thing it's not it's not made for people like me centre half who did
1: you model your game on then Steve as a right back were you
0: a lead dicks well I always loved actually like Cole obviously as a back. full back yeah I know he's a left back but he was a full back right yeah yeah um, so, yeah, just I didn't like was cool. Yeah, he was, Cole he was like the main man, wasn't he? Like, he was, he was. The, the fashionable, he was English. Um, yeah, let's call plans. it out.
1: He was probably the finest, he's one of the finest left backs we've ever seen. I hate to say it, but he was. He was for not, pheno- he was a phenomenal left back. He had a phenomenal career. Unfortunately, he went and did it over at the fucking bastards down the road in the blue off, but.
0: Will we yeah. ever get over that?
1: Probably. No, not. you never. You don't. You no. don't. If I'm still talking about it, it's, that's ingrained in me.
0: For I'll take that to the grave. You bastard. <laughs> it frustrates me that whenever like Chelsea play, well, it does not frustrate me. Actually, that's that's the wrong word. But like whenever Chelsea play on TV, and they, you know, they usually have like pundits who represent certain teams. Like we have like Ian Wright, or you know, Liverpool have about they're you know, a small army of ex players. Um, but for Chelsea, it's always Cole. He's always there, and it's like, you know Which what, you, you Ashley Cole. Not Joe, <laughs> not <a> Joe. <laughs> he's on beat, <laughs> really. He's flat. Not no. Joe. You know what? Interesting fact for you. Not that's not interesting actually. But when I um, when I went to Anfield back in like 2011, I think it was his, it was his debut for Liverpool when he got sent off. Yeah, Happy he's day. got. He's, he, he, he'd end up in the smaller field, or cold, wouldn't he? Joe he would definitely. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's, a well, that's a divider. That one. I thought he did. Would. Liam, I can did see you we, to the episode. Did you know what I'm referencing? I can't remember offhand, but I'm assuming you're meaning in the sense of young Starlet that was had the world at his feet and then just kind of tailed off and never really is considered a, a, a legend of the game as such.
0: I think we should get that on a t-shirt. That's 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 the ultimate description there. You've nailed it. Um I think I think he I think he just falls into that category. Anyway, <laughs> we're going down a rabbit hole and we're only about two minutes in. Sorry, listener. <laughs> You can tell. I'm I am done with it To be pod- fair, of all the can, episodes, to expect that this is the one when you can done. tell I'm back on the podcast
2: because <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: we're rambling. We're <laughs> off. We're back, back again. Um, so let's 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 get into some football talk. Um, I, t- I can't really remember much about Nottingham Forest. I was and I was at the game. It was it was probably one of the worst games of football. I mean, I think you text me and you uh, after the game saying it was it was horrendous on the telly. Um, it, it was it was bleak the ground and it was cold as well which makes it you know 10 times worse obviously mm. um I'll come to you first Calvin how, how did you feel about it's we'll, we'll put the game aside because I, I don't really think there's much to say apart from we were we were, we were terrible whatever we get a shot on goal mm. um and we did we didn't deserve to go through but how, how did you feel about getting knocked out of the FA Cup so early yeah it's one of them I
1: think you're right yeah there's not a lot to cover on the game really was there it we were so abject and just yeah, it was just one of those games you watch and like, what the fuck was the point, really? You might as well just give Nottingham Forest a bye. Um, we didn't show up that, you know, at all, to be honest. But um, not getting through. I mean, it's one of those, look, I think as a fan, your first default sort of place I go is to try and justify what, why it's good to be out of the FA Cup. Um, and again, I'm coming from a place where, you know, over the years, And even when I'm about to say this, I'm going to chuckle a bit because it's very rare we get past the last 16 in a European competition. But you're trying to balance a few eggs um, or juggle a few eggs, should I say. And it's just a case of overall, Look, it was a trophy to win. And let's be realistic. We're only in three of them. And realistically, we could probably only have won two um, of those three. And we're out at the first attempt uh, in a competition that we're pretty good at. I mean, the stats don't lie on that one. No one's won it more times than we have. So (sighs) it's frustrating to go out in the manner we did more than anything, like anything, right? It's all about how you lose. Um, And to go out with such a whimper and just minimal effort put into that game by the looks of it, it's a little bit hard to take on the chin. But then your brain moves to the, well, we don't, you know, it's one less competition to juggle when things are fair. You know, our squad is thin on the ground. I mean, even without European football, it's this season, as we'll probably come on to, no doubt, you know, with postponements, and et cetera, everyone's struggling, whether they're in Europe or not. And, you know, managing your squad is, unless you're Man City, um, it is incredibly tough. So it's one of those where I, I feel like not to sit, you know, I'm not sitting on a fence. I know I love to do that, but I'm just like, not any major feelings towards it, but it's, tell you what changed my thinking was and I I shared this with you the other day actually on a uh, on a phone call and that was I didn't realize until recently that the Carabao Cup if we do win it only gets us into the Europa Conference League not the Europa League uh, this season so that's new um, and that it just means that the FA Cup might have been a good backup option to get him back into Europe, depending on how the rest of the the, the league campaign goes. Because let's be honest, looking at the league table right now, it's it doesn't mean a great deal. It's very much all over the place and it's going to take a while to settle down. So, I mean, look, it's one of those, isn't it? Not nice, but I don't know. I didn't, because it was such a nothing game, I didn't feel anything. You felt empty negative. and hollow. Pretty, do you know what, actually? Yeah. Empty and hollow. No real, no anger. A little bit of disappointment.
0: It's like a classic parent saying, "Is it?" I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Uh... The the thing is, I find like as like a match going fan, you're more irritated because you you see the home fans basically giving you the V's and you know and like singing and they're loving life and you can't out but feel enraged. So mm. I feel like when you when you come away from the ground and you witness it firsthand, it's a lot more frustrating. Um, I was, I mean, I was a little bit like you. I think. Hindsight, you, f- you look at it and think, well, it's not the end of the world." But at the same time, you know, we aren't—we yeah—we you know, haven't got European football. Uh, we're playing a team a league below us. Mm. Yeah, that team should have been strong enough to beat Forest, um, and, and 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 it was all about the manner in which we went out. And I appreciate that things are a lot better at the moment, and and I think that's why people are a more sort of have been a lot more reasonable with the exit. I think if this had happened like last season, I think people would be, "Well, we did get knocked out, didn't We, we lost to Southampton." Um, but I just think, in the grand scheme of things, away from home, know, yeah, against a team uh, a league below, with a fairly good team out, you've got to do better. The fact we didn't we didn't create a single chance on goal, I thought, was was, was abysmal, um, mm. and it, it's disappointing because you know, ugh, listen, we, we, we won it, you know, fourteen times. You know, no, no one's ever won it as many times as we have, and it's it's a shame. And you know, who, who doesn't love an FA Cup win, right? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm a bit annoyed. No, I mean, let's be honest, it's never nice to go out at the FA Cup, no matter how you do it, who you play against, whatever the circumstances. I think a couple of things took the edge off, for me at least. Um, one, we were so crap, I never thought for a minute, the way we were playing, that we were ever going to go through. So I think I guess I maybe slightly had made my peace with the fact that we're probably going out Um I mean, it sucks when the goal goes in and it really is quite a sinking feeling that uh, that is it. There's no way back now because at least it was nil-nil. But I guess, I don't know if I'm saying it in the right way, but I t- to, to a certain extent has come to the conclusion already and was I was ready for the inevitable almost. The other thing is I think if we weren't in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, um, mm. I think that I think I'd be more annoyed than I was. I'm not so bothered about it in the sense of the European competition, um, just because of where we are in the league. I know it is every a bit all over the place at the moment, but we're in such a strong position to get to get potentially Champions League football, let alone uh, the Europa League. Mm. I see this as a trophy-winning opportunity more than I see it as a way back into Europe. But I, mm. I weigh that more in that sense. So I think because we're still far into a a competition that we potentially could win I think that took the edge off for me a little bit
0: yeah I I think one thing which I found really frustrating was the fact that the Liverpool game was called off as well so we had even more time to prepare for it Mm. and um yeah, it's it's strange. one. I think the thing is, if we get to the final of the the Carabao Cup, I think it's fine. But if we lose on Thursday and we're out of both cup competitions, and it's like, it just feels like you know we we obviously can't challenge for the league. You know, we can get top four, which would be massive, but it's just a little bit disheartening to be out of of the the cup competition. You know, in January. Yeah, and then you can you can you can visibly tell that Mick wasn't happy. He looked very pissed off after the game. Um, I, I, I would have loved to have been um, in the dressing room after the game. I imagine he, he said a few a few stern words, had a few uh, stern things to say. Um, I, 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 just, I just want to say as well, Eddie and Ketty. I've said it before and I'll say it again, not good enough. I said he found his level against Sunderland. Um, you put him in a game where, against the Champions League opposition, difficult opponent, terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, and then the fact that, um, you know, the people you know, want him to stay at the club. That's Yeah, blows my mind. Blows my mind. Yeah, I think you're
1: right, mate. Really, like Eddie and Ketcher, we've had this conversation countless times over uh, over the years. He's been, you know he's emerged, and you know we've had it on this podcast since we started it. Um, whether it was him, whether it was Joe Willock. The bottom line is, I've seen enough. I don't, mm. I don't care if you score a hat trick against Sunderland. If you came on, into a Premier League game and scored a hat trick. Slightly different conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I look, if you look at the age of this lad, you know, and then you look at the age of the, the others, nah, it's, it's, yeah, I've seen enough.
0: Um, yeah. And it's, I, it's similar. I, I think what, what really, I mean, that, that, what that game highlighted to us, and we knew it already, was you look at our strongest 11, um, and, and really, even our strongest 11 is missing a striker and probably a central midfielder. You scratch the surface, there's nothing there. We're so yeah. thin on the ground, we haven't got any quality in depth. Um, you yeah, know, you look at, like Cedric, Rob Holding, Eddie and Ketia. Um, Who else played that game? I can't really remember. I think Odegaard had a Odegaard played. We had a poor game. Saka played. We had Charlie um, Patino in there, right? And yeah, out of his depth. Really you know, massively. Um, Atlanta, fair Leno came in. Credit to Leno. I thought he came in and was very good. Mm. Um, you know, put, put in a very professional performance. But um, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, We'll move on, but before before we do, actually, I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on, on the white kit. Um, how, how did how did you feel about playing white? I, I saw a great a great tweet, and it was like, you know, you're playing white, you play like Tottenham. <laughs>
2: right, it is yeah. a good
1: point. It is a good point. Sorry, Liam, you go there. You're gonna you're gonna go.
2: No, I was gonna say I didn't honestly care too much for it. I mean, I get the reasons why it was being done. And I think that was more important than how it looks anyway. But just from the sake of an aesthetic uh, viewpoint, I, th- I thought it looked a bit crap. I-, I wasn't very keen on it, personally.
0: Yeah. no, I, I, I thought it was a cool idea and a cool concept. I'm surprised they didn't do it at the home game, to be honest. But I, I, I guess there's rules, right, that you can't wear... If it's not a registered kit, you can't wear it. Perhaps. I, I
2: mean, the... The women weren't allowed to wear it in the WSL. I don't know if that translates to the um to the Premier League, but
0: mm. Calvin, as an avid shirt collector,
1: are I you mean, gonna look, get are you, you are you
0: gonna get the fake just, just for the collection? No, because be, it's, it's fake. fake.
1: That's that's the problem. It's fake. You won't be able then. to get a real one. Yeah, no, not unless you want to try and get it somehow a weird, wonderful way. But no, it's one of those, mate. You know my opinion on white shirts full stop. Um, for me it's a big no-go even if it was our traditional colours when we were first formed as a club way back when but no it's you know it's it's Tottenham isn't it you can't you just can't like it's not white and blue yes I get but for me you know us and white it's a no-go but again you have to kind of compartmentalize that in this regard because the initiative is that's the main point um but look it's funny isn't it I think Maybe you'll look back in a few years and it might be a Grail shirt for some, but like you say, I think Liam hits. It's so bland. It's it's not as if it was you know white with a little bit of detail anywhere. It's I mean, it looked crap to be honest. It was very shiny.
0: It was um, shiny, wasn't it? I, yeah. I could tell it in the ground. I was like, it looks very shiny. Um,
1: but you look, we love we love kits and we love unleashing pre-training tops um, at the minute. Actually, in general, for the last few years, but that one for me, yeah. No game. It's Probably very, very much alongside the transport for London pile of shit. We decided to uh, get.
0: Is that out yet? Actually, I think it is out. Have you? Have you not? Are you not a fan of that? Oh, Liam, wow. have you? Have you seen that actually? No, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. It's um, googling now. It's an awesome shirt which looks like a train seat. <laughs> it's just. The, it's the London Tube. Yeah, it's, oh, the, it's the seat. It's,
2: oh, it's that. Ooh, yeah, it's no, that. No, is no, it? No, no, no. It,
0: do you reckon it's like a furry top? Because like, the train seat's furry. So to to maintain it, you know, authentic to keep it authentic, right? You've got to have a, a furry kind of fleecy material. Winter kit. You know? it's, it's a strange day. one, isn't it? It's a strange one. I mean to be fair, it's only it's only what? It's Monday. So I I, I imagine by Wednesday we'll have a new range out. <laughs>
1: They have them lined up for when we lose. I mean, that's become a trend, doesn't it? When you lose a game, there's the, uh, the meme retro of Brendi. go and get
0: the kits. Go and get the retro <laughs> go, kits out. Go and get the retro kits out. <laughs> um, so Liverpool, another, another exciting, thrilling 0-0 um, draw. You know what? It, to be fair, I think, you know, um, under the circumstances, 10 men um, back to the walls. We did a good job, right? And and to come and to take it to the second leg in an to play for back of the Emirates, um, can have no complaints, right? Especially, especially as we weren't up there not so long ago, and, and they put was it four nil or five nil? I can't even really remember. Yes. Um, four nil, so yeah, I think it, it, it shows you know how far we've come. I and mean, don't, don't get me wrong, they were they had no Salah and Mane, but the, you look at the starting 11. Um, thank God they made it a miraculous recovery after their uh, after the game was called off last week, after their one COVID case. Mm. Got it. um, How did you feel about it, mate? I'll come to you first, Calvin. Yeah, I mean, look, going into the
1: game, you didn't really know what to expect. Um, you had to wait and see what lineups were going to be thrown out from both sides. Um, but I think what became apparently clear in the build-up was that Liverpool were going to go as strong as they possibly could. I think, you know, to be honest with you, as we I think we've been talking about this as is everybody around the club, but the backs to the wall scenario is the us against everybody, the togetherness, that fuck you attitude, basically. I think that's really becoming apparent and clear um, for not even just the players, but it's like the whole club, us included as fans. We're kind of like, fuck you at this point, uh, because a lot of stuff's gone against us for multiple reasons. Um so then when you go into the game and you see the line that they've put out, yes, there's no Salah and Mane who are two fantastic players going forward who would give us bloody nightmares, right? But, you know, when I saw Ox in a front three, that was interesting. Um, Firmino is not the player he was. So there was, you're not as fearful uh, from that, you know, to, to Liverpool from an attacking perspective. But look, defensively, they are phenomenal. Um, and then when, look, Xhaka gets his inevitable red card, it's one of those where you know we, we we did it. You text me, I text you, and we feared the worst. That we thought I, you know, you said it's the game done. I pretty much agreed with you because usually nine times out of ten that's what would happen. But I think with the extra layers of how the game got called off initially, um, and again this continued sort of agenda against the club from from different angles, I think there is that back to the wall. You know, we it's again. I think even the players are feeling that, like fuck you. Oh, we've had enough of this, you know. You can do what you want, um, but we're going to make sure there's a there's a second
0: leg to play. You shall not pass. Yeah, you, you shall not pass. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know it, it felt like, yeah, it, it was a big sort of fuck you, wasn't it? Because I felt like when 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 the teams were announced, I thought Liverpool had pulled our pants down here when they revealed, you know, they're pretty much strongest eleven. Um, you think you absolute clowns! Like I can't believe they get away with this. Mm. But um, no, you know we did, we did a good job on them, and we're just this is Granite Jack, isn't he? Jack is going to Jacker, and mm-hmm. he left us very short now. Um, is that is that a three game ban, a one game ban, two, two. game ban, two? So he'll be back for uh, after Burnley, right?
1: Yeah, he'll have to skip. No, he'll have to skip two. Hang on, how many games have we played now
0: since he's been banned? None. <laughs> No, no, I can't even know yeah. at this stage, yeah. So, technically, obviously- we should the, the game of Sunday should still count because it should, you know, it's <laughs> in the, <of> the calendar. <laughs> so, yeah, count that back back for Burnley. When When's party back? When's the when, when does African finish? Well, it seems well, they get knocked out, which looks likely. Oh, thank god. Um, he might have Liam, been
2: back
0: for Burnley. <laughs> that would be nice.
2: Liam, any thoughts
0: on, on the Liverpool game?
2: Um, I mean, I won't go into the game too much besides the fact that I, I, I didn't enjoy it at the time, but I fucking loved it afterwards. Mm. Um, I was way too tense during the game, but afterwards, when you can breathe a sigh of relief and just celebrate, it was quite good. Um, talking about the, the interesting topic, which is the, the whole COVID situation, what pissed me off more than anything? I mean, I kind of knew that they'd be putting out a strong team. That was a strong team, sorry. That was of no surprise to me. But what pissed me off is it does change the context of the competition, in the sense that we had a game to to prepare for. Uh, We then had the second leg already by Spurs, and you can I think we could quite easily juggle. Okay, strong for Liverpool, weaker for Forest. Um, We then got some time to prepare for Thursday, and then everything will be good to go for Spurs. Um, I mean in the end Spurs didn't happen but for me it completely changed the entire context of which we were playing it gave Liverpool an opportunity to field their strongest eleven in the first uh, leg of the tie Mm. um, and quite potentially take a really really strong 3-4-0 lead as they tend to smack us by uh, in the league usually uh, to the Emirates where we've got not an awful lot of hope after the Spurs game has already been played which is the one that we all care about more so the context in which it changed the way we look at the fixture at itself and the future fixtures coming up that we still have to play, that's what pissed me off more than anything and mm. really worked against us.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and I think, and we'll, we'll, we'll go into it because um, it fits quite nicely with obviously that the postponement on Sunday, um, and, the, and and you know, in my personal opinion, like I don't really agree with postponements at all. Um, and, you know, we we criticised Liverpool for it and then, we you know, we did the same thing. But I think, you know, in, in many respects, right, if you can't beat him, join them, right? Um, everyone's looking out for themselves. So sometimes you've got to be selfish, right? Because no one else is going to look out for you. And I think, mm. what, 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 what me and Calvin had this conversation on the phone, like, when, um, you know, the there was, was 19 postponements before the Arsenal one, I think we're the 20th one. And as of today, Burnley have requested the game to be postponed against Watford on Tuesday, is there any is there any outrage? Not at all. The, the, the silence is deafening over social media today. Yet, you know, when we announced, you know, the game off against Tottenham, you know, all the media, you know, uh, radio pundits, you know, they were jumping on Arsenal, having a go at us. And it's like, hang on a minute, like, you know, it was only a week ago when um, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie, Car- Jamie, Carrag- Jamie Carragher's Liverpool you know, pulled out of playing us with one COVID case.
2: Yeah, you know, the worst thing about it, though, is that even if our game hadn't been called off and we went ahead anyway, there'd still not be any outrage about Burnley Watford because no one gives a shit about Burnley Watford. So you, you could make an argument, oh, well, we said our piece before the Arsenal-Spurs game. Mm. It's a bit reductive to say, given the fact we would never know, but I bet you there wouldn't be any outcry, not now, even still. It's not like that was the straw that broke the camel's back, which is kind of how it was portrayed in some cases. Because if it was, it'd only take one more game, in theory. And this is Burnley, again, who have played the least amount of games already in the league as it is. And they're the ones requesting the games postponed. I don't think there'd still be any outcry. It was just because it was Arsenal-Spurs Sky wanted. I'm really of the opinion that it was a lot to do with Sky wanted their big blockbuster game to go ahead. It's
0: it's just, Yeah, I agree. It's unconscious bias, essentially. And, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's I think it's scandalous that we've really been, you know, kind of dragged through the mud. And it's like, hang on a minute, you know, look around. Like, everyone's doing it. Um, Do you want to come in there, Calvin?
1: Yeah, I was just saying, just on the Sky piece, I think that's where, and I wanted to give him a little bit of credit anyway. And we've seen the clips of Michael Richards um, doing the rounds, obviously, on Super Sunday, I think it was yesterday. And, you know, he's the only one who's actually kind of stood his, stood up and spoke on our behalf, who's not an Arsenal, you know, no links to our club whatsoever. And he was kind of saying, well, you know, what have they done wrong? They've done, they've done nothing different than anybody else. So I think when you look at the Sky agenda overall, and then for him as a, you know, as a Sky pundit to, to kind of, you know, stick his oar in on our behalf, I think, yeah, massive credit to him because I think he's called it exactly how it is because it is just... We and again, we flirt around these topics on a regular basis from referee agendas to media agendas against Arsenal Football Club. And it it's been ongoing for a long time. I've I'm convinced that we put this target on our back when we became invincible, to be perfectly honest with you. Nobody liked that outside of Arsenal for obvious reasons because it's such a, a magnificent achievement that others, even when they've, you know, spunk two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred million on their squads, still can't do it. Um, so when you look at, you know, we managed to do that back then. I think that was half half the target was created off the back of that. So, for him to to to, to have our backs and actually, you know, say, Do you know what, you know, calm down a little bit. Like, what have they done here? Nothing. And the fact that you know you're talking about a game that's being asked to be called off. There was a game called off the day before ours that barely even got Leicester, mentioned. wasn't it? Yeah, Leicester yeah, barely, well. yeah, barely, barely mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, so, look, final straw that broke the camel's back. We know where the issues are. Um, it's, the same, it's the same issues that the referees have, unfortunately, but there's people that are running the league or running these associations, if you want to refer to them as that. They're not being smart enough with their decision-making early on. Um, you've got to think, uh, you know, if you're at the head of a large business, uh, such as the Premier League, you've got to be you know, adverse to risk. Um, and then you've got to plan meticulously around that risk. And it's mad that, you know, businesses, you know, prepared for potential pandemics years ago. Right. Um, as an example, we're currently in one, yet the Premier League still can't fucking plan for life in the middle of a, of a pandemic. And it is fucking baffling at this point that we, you know, they're just nobody knows the transparency um, behind getting a postponement. What is it? if you would have defined it at the start of the season, this is the rules, we wouldn't be where we are today. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Man. I think I think there needs to be a clear, <clears throat> sorry, a clear criteria. And I think there needs to be a lot more transparency in terms of, okay, what is the issue here? Um, Why are you postponing the game? You know, what, what, what players are out and what are the reasons for that? Um, and I feel like, there hasn't been that the whole way through in the Premier League. I've have, have almost sort of shot themselves in the foot because they've allowed so many games to to, to be postponed, and it gets to the point where you know what? Why shouldn't we? You know, um take take the opportunity. Listen, you know, we had a very tough fixture on Sunday after a, you know a very difficult game on Thursday, and now we've we've given ourselves you know a week break. And listen, you know, although I don't condone it, I'm like, well, we're looking at we're looking at it for ourselves, and if it's good for everyone else, then you know we're, we're, we'll have a piece of the pie too.
1: Yeah that's the thing once you open the floodgates it's hard um I, I mean it's hard to to stop others right and that was one thing i was really keen to see the outcome of our of our request to postpone the north london derby because there was a massive chunk of me as i'm sure there was a number of others that were thinking imagine they deny it imagine they deny it imagine the 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 uproar um i think for especially for most obviously maybe not everybody else but it would have been incredibly unfair to, to not allow us to postpone our game. It's the only, and again, we, the obvious one to look back on is Brentford, right? And, you know, we know the ins and outs of that and how unfair that was. Looking back in, here it is, lads, hindsight. Um, so, yeah, we, we deserved it. I think we fully deserved to be able to call that game off. It's unfortunate. I'm like you, Steve, I think. I'd rather watch the league play out, uh, but unfortunately they're not going to be able to do that now. Um, You know, I think no postponement should have been the way forward. Use your, your under-23s or whoever. Why not? That's what they're there for. Um But now it's a case of, look, you've done it once, you've done it twice, you're going to have to keep doing it to the end of this season. They're not going to be able to change it mid-season either, I don't think.
0: No. Or or you sort of draw a line under it and say, OK, going forward, these this is a... This the specification. These are the the the, the, to 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 um get get a postponement. This is the criteria. Mm. But you know people can lie, right? I mean, look at Liverpool. They had what they had one case and all these false positives, and and they got away with that. There was no investigation. It's like he's taking the piss. But but it is what it is. Um.
1: Just on on the fake test, sorry, Steve, yeah, just on that, it baffles me. And again, I don't know the ins and outs of this because they're not being overly transparent about it, which is, again, fucking just so stupid. But, why? I mean, surely the Premier League have somebody involved to undertake these tests for them, you know, on behalf of the Premier League. I mean, is it a case that clubs have to get their own people in? I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it would seem that way from the way that the Liverpool test went, right? That they just drafted in someone to do it. Uh, on their behalf, but surely again, like plan, prepare um, for for every sort of circumstance which is going to arise in a COVID world. It's been here long enough. It's not as if it's been here two months and we're just fumbling our way through. It's been yeah. two years.
0: It, it is. It does feel like everyone's sort of, oh, we don't really fancy that. You know, we've got two guys injured. Shall we? Yeah, let's knock that on the head. But, but it'll come back to bite you on the ass if you if you ask for too many games. Like look at Burnley, um and then, and. I, I kind of think like, are they going to? Are they going to ask for Sunday's games to be cancelled? Surely not, right? If, they, if they've asked for Tuesday, they they won't get Sunday as well. Because if, if even if it's for, for COVID, they should be back by Sunday.
2: At what no? point do you say to them no, though? Because it's exactly as Calvin said. You kind of have to do it throughout the entire season now. Because where mm. where do you draw the line? If you draw the line somewhere, someone's going to have a problem with it, wherever you draw it. Um, but I, the 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 bit that annoys me as well is that we're postponing rearranged fixtures as well, or the Premier League, I should say. I'm not. Um, I I think you get one postponement. At this point, they've set a precedent where you go, right, you get a postponement. If you really, really need it, you know, shit happens, we've got to be flexible if that's the route they want to take. But at some point, the fixture is going to have to be played Mm to say, well, you get one postponement, try and sort your squad out, try and sort your injuries out, because injuries are a factor in the decision. So... If you can't sort your COVID cases out, you can't help that sort your injured players out. You've got a window there. But by the time this gets rearranged, you've got to play the fixture. And if you have to use your under 23s, you have to use your under 23s. Um, That's where I would personally have drawn the line. But again, the Premier League still haven't even done that. Um, Beggars' belief as well, how they didn't bother just to touch on Liverpool while I'm talking now. um, It beggars belief how they didn't investigate it. Because even if we take it at face value, and we say, all right. So they did genuinely have a one in one trillion chance of all of these tests being a false positive. Don't know how that's happened, but we need to know how it's happened so it doesn't happen again in the future. But mm. they, they don't want to know anymore. So I think just, it's too. Just it us believe.
1: Yeah, I think it's just too far gone though at this point because there's just so many. Like even when you guys are speaking, I'm just going, yeah, but then what about this? Because like. And what I mean by what about this is like, okay, so when do you draw the line in the sand? Does everybody have to have played the same amount of games before that rule comes into effect? Also, what about all these um, games that have been postponed before January or before you've signed a new player? Is that new player going to be allowed to then play in that rearranged fixture? Is that actually ethically fair? Probably not. Again, these are all things that the Premier League need to get on top of fucking quickly and then communicate them ASAP. Um, otherwise, this, this this problem is just going to rumble on for the rest of the season. Um, and then, look, we'll just be back to square one for the 22-23 season.
0: Well, we, we, yeah, if it, if it carries on, we'll be playing for another six years. I remember when we played Leeds away, and I think we were the only game that Saturday. Where, where was yeah. where was the outcry then? You know? No one better than I. No one cared.
1: It's funny, though, looking at that, Leeds should have probably had that game called off, to be honest. Did, had they had they had right did they request it? Did
2: they request it? No. They'd have had every right to request it, but they didn't. And that's on yeah. Leeds. That's not what we What are we going to do? are going to go to them and go, oh yeah, by the way, guys, maybe you want to postpone this so that you've got a stronger team when we play you. Mm. Then, well, why would we do did that? You
0: see, did you see their bench yesterday? It looks very young. They looked like they got literally like 16-year-olds sat on their they bench. Had 15, someone had a
1: 15-year-old on the bench this weekend. I think it might have been Leeds, actually.
0: And they still beat West Ham, which was lovely. Good for us as well.
1: Yeah, no, Absolutely
0: so with the postponement of of Tottenham, um, there's no game to talk about. So I, I thought instead we could maybe like think back to, to any sort of games. Um, we'll, we'll go for a, a Tottenham at Whitehall Lane. Um, any games that sort of spring to mind? Any, any favourite matches, moments, any goals? I mean, um, I'll I'll, ki- I'll kick it off. Go on. Then. The, the one for me, and it's it's actually not the the the, the title winning two two. It's actually the five four. I just think oh, that okay. game literally had absolutely everything and yeah how they led the game they sort of you know were knocking on the door then we kind of got the goal before time then went back in front and they came back into it and we went back in front again it was it just has so much drama like you know from a from a you know neutral standpoint it's it's like the ultimate game nine goals five four finish um i imagine i remember i remember vaguely what vaguely watching it and um yeah, it, it was pretty much full on. You know, it's sort of game that if, if you're there, it's a nail biter. You know, no one actually enjoys it in the moment, but afterwards, or at the, you know, the final whistle, it's one of those that you that you mm. look back and um, you really enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's an absolute ding dong of the game, wasn't it? That one, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's that's a good start, to be honest. But look, I mean. It's funny when you kind of let your mind just wander back over the years. And for me, that can take a little bit longer than it will for you, Liam. So apologies for that. And that's not nothing to do with That's because of his
0: age, Liam.
1: Yeah, the age. Yeah, But the, there's actually so many good games. I mean, I stand by it. I, I've said this for a long time. I'm not saying it to be biased. I do think in the modern game, yeah, maybe, yeah. actually, no, I will say it. I think it is one of the most entertaining derby matches that's available um, in the UK. Um, I do think, you know, like you just touched on from a neutral, there's been so many games that are good to watch, lots of goals. It's always pretty feisty as well, which seems to have, again, look. I don't feel the other Derby games as much as you do when you're a fan and you're involved. But, you know, looking at, you know, Man United, Man City, that's not really good. It's so imbalanced. Liverpool Everton, it's really imbalanced. Um, so it's not, you know, it's a rivalry, but it's it's not great. Newcastle, Sunderland, Pointless. Uh, there's a few others out there. But I find out... Anyone else always, you want to
0: offend? Everybody. There's anybody offending that's not... Offending asked,
1: everybody. I mean, if, look, if anyone's being offended listening to this, then they're listening to the wrong podcast. That's all I'm going to say. But um, yeah, I just find our, our, you know, the North London Derby's always been a really entertaining game to watch. Um, but looking back over the years and some of the goals, you, you know, you try and reel in, like, I just wrote down, right, what, do I even have a favourite goal?
0: Do you want me to come um, back to you while you spend about half an hour thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: we'll do podcast number two. Kelvin's finally gathered his thoughts. Um, but no, I think if you even look at some of the most spectacular goals we've scored down the years, I mean, look.
0: How about quick. you pick one? How about If you? I have
1: to pick one, it's a toss-up <laughs> between Rosicky's absolute banger um, and I hate to say it, but Emmanuel Adebayor's uh, turn and volley, which was Fucking great. To be was honest. that
0: in the 3 1 when yeah.
1: Seth scored a, a
0: rocket as well? He did, yeah. Oh, he that did. was a lovely goal. Mm. I Thank also you. really like Matthew Flamini's goal. Was that in the League Cup? League Cup, yeah, when it came down with what snow it? on it. That was great. Mm. Liam, yeah, no, I imagine you've had enough time to think about it there while well, Calvin did a short monologue.
2: Yeah, to be honest, I'm quite grateful to you, Calvin, because I even though you pre-warned us before we started recording, I hadn't thought about this until just now. So thanks, Kelvin, for giving me the yeah, time. Yeah,
1: as again, look, as we're back with, you know, doing our little fucking Steve's hosting, thanks for having my back again, mate. You're really consistent
2: on that. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing my best here. Um, <laughs> no, I do, I do have one, though, actually. Um, League Cup, in the spirit of the League Cup, um, we were away at Spurs in 2010 and smacked them 4-1. I say, slams, it came in extra time. Oh. Correct. Was that
0: Nasri who scored those goals?
2: Nasri scored two penalties in extra time and Shavin put the gloss on it. Um, I wouldn't say smacked. It was a one-all draw, really, after 90 minutes. But I love a big win away at Spurs. We don't get many of them. Mm. Um, arshavin uh, tucked it away. Uh, he was one of my favourite players for reasons unbeknownst to anyone, even myself. Um, and Wilshire got a couple of assists, um, I think, in that as well. I think he got the assist for... Both Lansbury and Archivin. Yes, a,
0: Lansbury played, man. didn't he? I remember that.
2: So yeah, that was a good day. In the end, at least, uh, it was a good day. So I'll, I'll go with that one. That was quite memorable.
0: That was so, a great yeah, win. I, I remember leaving the pub in the car with my head out, singing mm-hmm. na, na 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 na, Sammy Nazari, Nazari Sammy Nazari. I
1: Can't believe you just did that. I know it's been a while <laughs> since they've been singing on this podcast, but like, I don't mind you singing. But not about that wanker.
0: Come on! I mean, in the moment, it was it was. Yeah. I know. The, 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 we, we, I don't need to sing the newer version. <laughs> we all know nah. how that goes. He's a wanker. But, this is this, this is a PG show. <laughs> it's
1: definitely fucking not. Anyway, back to goals. I, I just had to remember uh, good old King Carney's little flick over the head and finish past Ian Walker. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Liam. That's definitely before your time, but it's one of the classics at White Hart Lane. That's for sure. A, that was the. The youthful young caru when he just joined and he was unbelievable at that time.
0: I think one I think one of my favorite goals is that goal in the in the 2 2, um, when Henri just kind of just pulls away mm. and then Perez sort of think it's Perez who flicks it back and Vieira sort of stretches out. Mm. It's just like oh just yeah.
2: Just yeah, such it's- a
0: great moment. And it that feeling you get watching that, even now you watch it back, it's just such a um, yeah, you know, it holds so much emotion and feeling. That, that it goal. does,
1: particularly for me. I have to say, because it's it's up there with one of my my all two Grail games that I've been to. Um, yeah. to be be at White Hart Lane that that afternoon was absolutely fucking incredible. To be perfectly honest with you. And
0: talking yeah. of Grail games, I imagine the 0-0 against Brighton is is number two.
1: <laughs> Less said about that that whole day. The better to be yeah. honest
0: you know i was i was watching in lockdown they someone posted the highlights the hot the full 90 minutes from that two two and Jeez. um i didn't watch it because i was you know the kid at the time we didn't have sky mm. sports and like jazz and uh, i didn't realize how much we battered on that day like mm. it could have been like four or five even before they got back to the game like we absolutely played them off the park they were very lucky to get anything from the game mm.
1: the best beats though thierry henry's uh how he tells the story of Torico mm. celebrating, getting cramped. Because they were told, obviously, not to celebrate uh, if they won the title. Which they did agree to. But once they saw how the, the Spurs team coaches and reacted fans. and fans reacted to a 2-2 draw at home to the mighty Arsenal. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's a fucking low-life club if ever I had one celebrating a 2-2 draw against your arch
0: rivals who have just not, won the league. Not just, just celebrating, though. Like, they were ecstatic. Like, this, like they were completely limbs when they, when it went 2-2. Yeah, I, I think do re- remember, I don't think they realise. Maybe they maybe they
1: just a bit simple. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you choose to support Tottenham, I mean, look, not a lot of us make a choice of who <laughs> we uh, who we support. But what I do vividly remember a lot of us were very pissed off with Jens fame in the afternoon for uh for getting involved in antics, which ultimately led to a penalty. Um but look, that was that was crazy, Jens. Mm. You took you took him with a pinch, didn't you? And Big what Jens. happened happened.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that was nice. A little trip down memory lane. So moving on, one good, one bad. Um, have you come prepared this week or is it going to be one of those where we all sort of go, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Wait for it. I'm prepared. You know what as well? No. You haven't actually got like, you know, usually you use like, Arsenal as a cop-out. Well, Arsenal winning is my one good. I mean, you haven't consistent. got that cop-out. You <laughs> haven't got that sweet, mate. No, yeah. I haven't.
1: No, I haven't. So my my one good is still Arsenal related obviously go on then my one bad isn't you'll be pleased to uh but my one good is just this to i'm and it was kind of mentioned on i think arsebub mentioned it but i'm actually when he said it i was like fuck me yeah that's really evident and really kind of yes it's it's, it's, it's getting better but if you look how divided we've been as a fan base over the years do feel like we've really especially with all this backs to the wall that fuck you mentality it applies to us as well we've really come together I think over the last number of months and that you don't really hear about it as much. Like even going to games is more enjoyable. Mm. And I just think that's continuing to build. You know, Massive you know, credit to Arteta and the players for making yeah. that happen because it's only them that can. But I think, yeah, I think that's a great thing to bring up and you take it for granted, right? Uh, but if you literally just rewind your mind, what, five years ago, six years ago and how low we felt just as a club
0: in general. Not even that long life. ago, I think, mate, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I just think yeah. when you look at where we were, uh, to where we are now, it's it's yeah, it's, it's such it's a days isn't it? it?
0: It really is, yeah. That's that's it, my one good. It's still a that's still a massive cop out for one good. Yeah, that's fair.
2: Liam, <laughs> um, yeah, I mentioned it briefly right at the start, but we're out of lockdown here in the Netherlands, and I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to being able to just go out and play football tomorrow. Um, I haven't been able to train, uh, and play football with my own team for well over a month probably six weeks or so now mm. uh just because of covid the covid situation in the netherlands um they said that you can't do sports as a team outside and um uh, after 5 p.m then they scrapped it all together over christmas and i literally i've been able to play bits here and there if someone's been available on a saturday morning mm. um I can't tell you how excited I am to just be able to go and train and just get out of the house every night uh, on a bit more of a regular basis. So sounds a bit soppy, but it is football related and it is good. So there you go. Yeah, I'm down for that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, What's then, My one good is Jamie O'Hara. <laughs> um, that tweet. Are you talking about that tweet? <laughs> wow, just 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 his his meltdown in general. Like the fact that he works for like. You know he 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 has a reputation to uphold, you know um he's he's hired you know as, as a professional pundit and various other things. and the fact that he was so upset, you know even today he was on there complaining it's like, Jamie, let it go. let it go. His tears, his tears would fill up my bath, honestly I'd say did I'd you, say I'd save him water bills
1: for months he's a, he's a bit of a bell, but did you see the response that the response tweet that he got the other day? or
2: was it yesterday? did you see it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I can't remember it now. Yeah,
1: I've got it here in front of me. So basically, he did a tweet. He was like, what's the point in having an academy if when you need to call on the young players you've developed for years are deemed not good enough? The whole point is to wait for an opportunity to arise, but instead, they want games called off. So some chap, no idea, Joe Mack, what a lad. He went... You buy better players if they're not good enough. I'll give you an example. In 2003, Arsenal had a player called Jamie O'Hara in their academy, but they decided he was crap and bought Cesc Fabregas instead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> I can that talk tree? about being rinsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a genuine tweet. That's brilliant. And can I just also say, uh, he's deleted his Twitter or he's deactivated his Twitter. No, he's So back just a really... Oh, is he? Oh, fuck's sake. Oh,
1: he's back once again with the ill behaviour. What a All nice. right, well,
2: well yeah. I know what my one bad is then in that case. <laughs> he's back. That's so
0: funny. I didn't know that tweet. That's that's yeah. brilliant. He's brilliant. He's um, poetic. Have to send me it, I don't know. I've not. Here we go. No, um, Okay. Yeah, you buy a better players. Hang on. Example. He's
1: actually just done a tweet here. <laughs> this is brilliant. I've only read the first line, but I'm off. But I mean, it actually turns a little bit, but he goes, if you feel your way of making you yourself feel better is to come and abuse me over some football banter, then you're the one who is in need of looking in the mirror. Yeah.
2: Banter, sure. Sure, that was banter, weren't it, Jamie?
0: Yeah. Anyway. He, but- he always, they always play that card, don't they? Whenever they get it too much. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, anyway, he, he's my one good, because I just thought, you know, the the sheer outrage from uh, all the sort of top no Nojurnos, it's like, hang on a minute. How many games have been postponed? But yeah, I'm not going to go, go back down that uh, path because I've talked about it to death. Anyway, what was your, your one bad for the week, Calvin?
1: Well, My one bad for the week is not just for the week. It's just an ongoing thing that really fucks me off, to be perfect. It's not football related even a little bit. And for anyone who drives on a regular basis would appreciate this. What is it when you want to go in a multi-storey fucking car park, whoever's designing these car parks, Needs they, they feel the need to build curbs that st- are half the size of your fucking car, <laughs> which makes it incredibly difficult to navigate yourself around. What the fuck is that about? Can we put an end to it? That's my one bad. It really gets my go. Shall
0: we make a petition?
1: I, mate, I think we'd have fucking all the signatures in the world by the end of tonight if you did that, because it makes no fucking sense.
2: What are you saying about the curbs? What, what do you mean specifically the curbs, sorry? Um...
0: I didn't even know they had cars in Ireland. The- I thought you all went round on like horseback. back. In- no, no must be bikes. I thought you're living in the dark ages still. Says the man from the
1: Midlands. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you mean... <laughs> I mean candlelight, oh, you, mate. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: geez.
1: You're still on dial-up, in you, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still got a Nokia 10. Oh, mate, reliable. That battery is... <laughs> I bet you haven't charged it. And charges in twenty (laughs) sixteen. Self charges. Oh my god! But no, that's so basically, Liam. What I'm referring to is like even if you drive into a multi-story car park where you have to get your ticket, they're mounted on like you know, like a pavement. Obviously, there's the curve up a curb up to the pavement, and whatever it is when you drive through the little lanes to get your little ticket, there's like curbs or just no, not even curbs, mate. They're brick fucking walls, mate. The size of them, to be honest i'm like, yeah I' have I've my car on there of course I have and it's annoying and I've seen many others do it and I just don't get why they're so big and they're just not needed
2: yeah I'm with you I, to be fair I I know exactly what you mean um in the Netherlands though I knew, I, knew th-
1: I knew this was coming I knew I knew this was coming I wanted
2: you. to double check that's why I wanted to double check they're <laughs> yeah. fucking massive
1: okay so it's um, the same this is a global
2: it's issue it's like no it's a complete opposite problem I mean like um the the they're really quite uh, tall mm. made for dutch people that yeah, also the roads there. but also the roads that you take to approach it is really narrow and a lot of them at least they were around cambridgeshire yeah in the netherlands it's the opposite problem they're really really wide for love nor money i can never drive the car close enough to be able to actually stick my hand out and get the ticket from the machine
1: well, that's a you problem. Just going to point that out, right? Spacial, <laughs> spatial awareness, That—that <laughs> that sounds to me like the, that's beautiful. I, I need all the space in the world. Yeah, small arm problem. Yeah, <laughs> go go. Okay. That—that's
2: that, that, English person living in the Netherlands. A problem, and, and I'm a short Englishman to boot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they are giants over in Holland. I'll give you that, Liam. I will give you that.
2: Everything's made for giants. It really takes the piss. Can't find a normal bike. Mate, that's come and live in Ireland,
1: sense. man. Come and leave <laughs> an island. The opposite problem over here, mate.
2: Might actually be able to reach a light switch. That'd be nice. Liam, <laughs> wash your one bad. It's not curved, is it? No, funnily enough. Um, actually, I kind of wanted to go last on this one, but only because it leads into a discussion uh, that but might let take him do it, a bit Steve. more time.
0: Yeah, let him go. Let him go last then, Steve. But if I'm he, like, if he like went intrigued. last, it would give me less time to think about my own <laughs> <laughs> Hypocrisy. You mean you haven't had long enough? At its finest, yeah. Double um, standards, isn't Massive yeah. double standards. To be honest, I was just sat here thinking, like, I've had like the nicest weekend. Nothing really bad has happened. Um. So yeah, I don't really know. No what to bad. Say. You've got no uh, bad. Oh, I tell you what, I what I've got one actually. So what? I watched series three of Afterlife, and I was a little bit disappointed. I started watching it last night as well. Funny enough, not as good as series one or two. Um, like. Some, there were some really nice moments in in in, 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 in the in the series, and um, there were some funny moments. You know, it's it's quite you know deadpan, you know, dark humor. But hmm. overall, it felt it felt it felt it, felt, it felt short. It felt a little bit flat. Like it, when it when it ended, you sort of feel like is, is that it? Like nothing really happened. So yeah, that's 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 probably my one bad. I was a bit disappointed, um, but you know, still 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 like it. Yeah, yeah. who does like, do? Plays, plays, plays? Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah
1: then, back, back, back to the back um, to e. um, yeah, man, I want to yeah. see what this is I'm In intrigued by
2: this yeah I, I only want to go last because it leads to the discussion but you're, gonna, go you're, not, the...
1: you're not going to tell us you've got like diarrhea or something
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Not laughs> I quite, don't want to be no. talking
1: about having the shits, so I hope not no
2: no no, no, no it's got... Arsenal it's Arsenal related Ooh, um, yeah. is that a cop-out Steve or not <laughs> not quite the transfer window and it been a bit shit and I don't really feel much hope for the rest of the window just, how are you guys feeling about it? I actually
1: just want to point out how the fuck have we not talked about we've got nothing to talk about on this podcast really and we haven't
0: even mentioned transfers until now. <laughs> it's because I'm back on the podcast and you
1: know,
0: oh. do anything to talk about anything uh, non-football related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting conversation piece isn't it? But I think I just don't think anyone wants to spend big in the January because people can inflate the prices therefore yeah. You've got to be a lot wiser, but then at the same time, you haven't got as much time. So it's just a massive clusterfuck, really. And but listen, we, we need to bring someone in. Um, even with Jacquar and party fit, we're so fit on the ground in midfield. Um, our options at front are very limited. And I think it really will define our season. Yeah, and uh, if, if we want to break into top four and we've got a real opportunity to do that, um, we but we have to invest now. I think we have to bite the bullet and 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 get over that line uh, and i think we, we 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 do need like maybe one or two players to um but i mean it's what, what's the date today 17th of january so we are running out of time aren't we really
2: yeah it just feels a bit underwhelming to me i mean even this uh, loan deal for our um has stalled and that felt like a bit underwhelming even even before um if i'm perfectly honest Mm. Um, sounds is, is an exciting possibility but that doesn't seem like it's happening and I kind of feel like we need a striker and if it's mm. not him then I can't right. see, we're not linked to anyone else so I can't see anything happening.
1: Well just but on one that one, point, so actually no Liam you go you're going to finish there and I'll come back.
2: No I was only going to ask with the question is basically if we don't get a striker in this window do you do, or, or put I'll put it this way in that case actually do you feel our chances of getting top four is better with a striker? Or does it make not make too big a difference?
1: Really hard one to answer. I would say this season and as it stands. Fuck. I would say I want to say no because I think the way we're playing is more about can we keep everybody fit as it is? Uh and I do think, fuck. What? Is, well, I mean I, it's, I'll answer with another question. You never get one? an answer out of <laughs> him, Liam.
0: You'll just, you just makes sounds. Just it because
1: I think midfield is really important, as you've just said, Steve. And if I, I had, had to throw guess. it out there, it's like, what if you had, if you could only sign one, and that's a top striker or a top midfielder. That wasn't that the question. You think is going to help get us to the top four? What is it? It's I'd a striker.
0: Interesting. I, I in response to Liam's question, I think we we, we undoubtedly need a striker because um a is a lot of question marks over his future and even his health at the moment. Um apparently mm. he, he's, he's not very well at all. So you know he hopefully pulls through that. Um but it sounds like he's in no you know fit show to play in football. Mm. So if you if you take him up the pitcher and forget about you know him for a second, all, all you've really got is Lacazette and NK. Yeah? Um Lacazette isn't gonna get the goals. He he's a squad. He's he's a player who who brings the play together. You know he's a valuable player to the team, and we, and we want him in the squad and we want mm. him starting. But he's not going to get you the goals. Mm. And then so you've really only got Eddie. And let's be real, right? You know once once the league ups out of the way, which will be in a few weeks, um, you know we haven't got any. We haven't got European football. So on the one hand, we haven't got lots of games to play. We're not playing three games a week. But like you said, we the depth is not there. The quality and depth isn't there. We've got to bring in a striker. Um, you know, not, even if it's no one special, just someone you know who can get goals. Um, I think okay. it, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be done. And I think okay. it, it, it would be a real shame if we didn't because I think we've got such an opportunity um, to make top four this season. I really do. And I think, um, yeah, if, if we don't sort of you know, get get it done now, I think we'll kick ourselves down the line. Cool.
1: Next question then, because of what was going to come in that, and that's just not being linked with many people. And then just off the back of what you just said, Steve, then if it's anybody. How would you feel if we ended up with Diego Costa?
2: Oh, God, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm answering for you,
0: Steve, there, but God. Here, my, Diego so. Costa. Yeah. The, um, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how old is he? About 40? He looks about 40, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he'll get. Uh, you know what? i take anyone right now. He'll, he'll score goals. On a loan. Will he score goals? Yes. Would he score?
2: See, the, I don't you, think he will. I don't uh, think he would. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I just. I, no, nah, I, I don't see him being good enough. And I kind of. I, I, I guess it comes from me, at least, from a place of we've tried short term loan deals for old yeah. past it players before, and it's never worked. I feel like if we buy someone, I want it to be someone who's. It's almost like. I mean, I know it's been reported this way, but a summer deal done early where it just gives them a bit of betting in time and it's going to still score his goals. Because I, I don't think. This is why I thought of it. Besides the Obama Yang, besides the Anquetia, I don't distrust Lacazette staying fit. I just don't trust him continuing the way he's playing, like his performance no. levels. No. I'm not sure I trust it. And I think if we lose that, which we've, it might, maybe we don't, I, I might be doing him a disservice here. Mm. But if we lose it, we're in real, I think we could be in real trouble. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I think the one interesting thing about Lacazette, though, is, He's playing for his, his, his own future at the minute, regardless of what he what he wants to do for Arsenal. And we know he's not going to be here next season. He's out of contract. So if he wants to earn some decent bucks in his final payday and play at a relatively red- decent standard, he's got to put it in on the pitch. Otherwise, no one's taken him. Simple as that. That's- not. So I think that's the only small caveat for him. But like, you know, he'd never last a game. I mean, he did there the other week or last week, didn't he? Which is unusual, especially when we had 10 men, but.
2: Potentially, and he might even just get COVID and just be ruled out that way. For all we know, we talked about COVID enough times. It's just—it's not unrealistic to think, oh, we'll no. get COVID ahead of I don't know, um, a Chelsea away um, or a, a big game. Maybe the Spurs rearranged fixture. Mm. Um, I, because I, I—the way I see it, I know we need a midfielder, but after Afcon, we do have Lacunga, Xhaka, Party, and like it or not, El At least he's a senior season pro, been there, done it. Yeah. Better option than Patino probably as much as I really want to like Patino, mm. um, so at least we've got options. If one of them gets injured, isn't performing, gets COVID or such, True. I think we're in real, real trouble if we don't get a striker. But the problem is, I don't see us getting one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, not having Arsenal do sort of keep their cards close to their chest, so. Mm. But then again, it, you know, these things do seem to get leaked, leaked quite quite early on. Yeah. Um do you
1: know what I think, Steven? I remember we spoke about this off pop before and it was, I feel we missed a small trick in at least trialing Nicholas Pepe uh, yeah. in some sort of striking well,
0: capacity, I, I especially I in early the early stage of the league up. I completely, I always forget we have him because Saka's like nailed down that that him, right, that yeah. right wing. You forget yeah. about Pepe. I um I mean you know what? it may come to that um they, do. they maybe. may work, well do yeah maybe um do you guys want to move on to one this day before before we knock you on the head
1: absolutely yeah this 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 let's just ja- absolutely fuck this up and call it a day shall we
0: yeah so on this day on 17th of january 2010 we went to the reebok um we beat bolton 2-0 i was, I was actually like this game the no one um, you chose <laughs> uh but can you name the arsenal 11 I'll leave, i open the floor, 2010. Yeah. That was a lovely noise just there. For the yeah, listener. it's just <laughs> like it's... you're, like, having a poo or playing with yourself in a weird sort of way. Christ, if they the noise. noises you're
1: making when you're playing with yourself, mate. Fucking hell, be kinder to your penis, will you? Jesus Christ.
0: I must add, listener, as well, like, we, we've turned our Zoom cameras off, so who knows what he's doing? <laughs> Turn it back on if you want.
2: Anyway, come on. Liam
1: wants to go and um, make chicken
0: nuggets for dinner. So, oh.
1: chicken nuggets, right? Arsenal's favourite number one, two thousand and ten, Manuel Almunia. Okay, Liam.
2: Yeah, see, I think this might be when Fabianski came in.
1: Ooh, Oh, we're
0: torn already. We're right. Torn because it's around um,
2: that time. Oh. Fabianski yeah,
0: was on the bench. Almunia uh, was in goal. <laughs> Success. Set of backs. One nil. One nil.
1: Uh... I, look, Steve, Steve you're at the game. Can you jog my memory as to what kind of kit we were wearing, please? Uh, that, the the kit we hate. Ah, oh, that one. The red Ooh. the red kit that we hate. Which also, uh... Liam, your favourite, mate.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Oh, left field shout here, just for the sake of it. Sol Campbell,
1: oh, yeah, he came back in that kit,
0: didn't he?
2: And in the mid and in the winter ish time,
0: yeah, he he hadn't come back yet.
2: Oh, no, he had
0: come back now. No, he wasn't in the team, though. Tommy V at center back, yeah, Yeah.
1: with Arsenal's worst number 10 ever, yeah, William Gallas,
2: yeah. Oh, number 10 at How the centre-back. fuck did he ever get that? Honestly, me. that
1: baffles me. Who, who fucking signed that off in the club here, William? You're a centre-back. Oh, can I take the number 10? No, you're a centre-back. That should have been the end of the conversation.
0: <laughs> fuck's sake. Full-backs? Okay. Liam, do you want to take one?
2: Uh, Yeah, I said cliche. Um, and Clichy was on the bench. Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, so we've got
0: Gibbs, Sanya. Gibbs uh, good Gibbs,
2: shout. No. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Who
0: else did we have Jesus was back? not on the bench either. <laughs> did we have Sylvester around this time? No, Sylvester was on the bench. What? Hang on a minute. We've just named three left backs that were there at the club at this time. That's four.
2: no a youngster, Traore. Oh, yeah, yes. Traore,
0: yeah. Spot on. Oh,
2: yes.
0: Don't jump in there, Calvin. Try and act like you, you got that. Yeah, I was hell, agreeing yeah. with him. I was <laughs> going to
1: yeah. go there. That was my mate. Cheers, yeah, right.
0: fucking midfield. Great to great have you back, Steve. It's, it's, it's more... all right, <laughs> mate. You know how it works. It's, it's more like a midfield five. The, the there's any rule, there's any one um striker really in the team,
1: okay? I guess. Yeah, uh, Fabregas,
0: yep, Arshavin, uh, yes, Liam. Walcott. You want to take any? Walcott was not in the team, no, for sakes. Uh, Nazri. Nasri was not in the team. What? Um, what's going on? Had Nazri joined? Um, has Viz- yeah, has Nazri joined at this point? Yeah, yeah he, he must is.
2: have
0: done. Yeah, yeah sure. He's he not in the team. Waszyski. Um, right, Waszyski, yeah. Oh, hallelujah! Um,
2: so we've oh, got Riziki um, and
0: Fabregas so they
1: Centre mid. I'm going to go. um Our leggy friend. The man who never made it, unfortunately. Yeah. The RB.
2: Yeah. And didn't we already get our Al You said our oh, yeah. Calvin. Yeah, yeah, I said him already. Yeah. So that's the you've five. Got, yeah. You've
0: got someone else. I think you mentioned him earlier on, actually, in the Tottenham game.
2: Oh, Adabayor?
0: No. He wore number 37. 37? Oh, Shamak? No. No. That was below who wore number 37? I believe I he was, he, he had, he had, his first name was Craig,
2: I believe. Craig, oh, what, a striker. Um,
0: is he a
1: striker? Craig, I do know. Oh, no, hang on, Craig East, Eastland, East Eastland, Eastmond. Eastmond. Yeah. yeah, that's it.
0: I'm, I'm, where did he play? it was, I thought he was a defender or might he have he been a midfielder, but I don't know. I'm sure he was a defender, but East. maybe he he's playing as a winger. He's listed as a midfielder. Anyway, and and up front... This, I Hold think... Hold on a
2: second. I thought we've named about six midfielders now.
0: Oh, he's a right-back. <clears throat> oh, no, he's <laughs> he's an English footballer. He plays in midfield, but he's capable of playing right-back. He wasn't the skinner. Oh. I think there's someone else. Yeah, um, so yeah it, it was um, Eastman, De Albi, Fabregas, Riziki, Arshabin.
1: And then up front... I think this one's pretty straightforward because this was this blokes
0: that's straightforward you taking your time with it though, aren't you no As but you I, like to, it, you know, I like you to you know. build it up Steve it's for the it's for the listeners Steve come on you don't know
1: anything about this crap you've got to build it up first you know going a year now so what he says to Hannah it
0: has got to build it up oh,
1: Jesus sorry <laughs> <laughs> I always
0: uh, have to uh, take it down it to being a bit of a little
2: that
1: this was a good uh, one though. that was a good one this you lad was this was peak striker for this lad at this period of time still
0: hasn't go on Eduardo Eduardo, indeed. Oh, indeed, indeed. So it was oh. Almunia, uh, Sanya, Vermaulian, Gallas, Troy, Eastman, Diaby, Fabregas, Riziki, Ashwin, Eduardo. And then on the bench, we had Fabianski, Silvestre, Klichy, Merida, Coquelin, Emmanuel Thomas and Vela. Um, hey, Fabregas Thomas. and Merida came on and scored from the bench. Yeah, there we go.
2: What a weird mix of really crap but really good. No in-between. It actually
0: it actually gives you the table as well. because So at, at that moment in the season, we played 21 games and we were third um, with 45 points. Chelsea were top with 48. So we were three points off top of that point. So we were well in the top race it as well. Isn't it? God, those were the days. Man City were fifth with 38. Is, the, is that fourth, the season that
1: Eduardo did three. break
0: his leg? Is that the... No, no, this was the year after. No. Two years yeah. after, I believe, actually.
1: I think it would have been this season or the following, no? It was, no, was
0: 07-08. This was 9 Jesus. It was, a, year, it was a, year, a whole year and a bit. Because oh. he, he came back and he just, he wasn't the same player, was he? No, it's still one of my he fondest memories, though. Really it. What that what was he fond,
1: Yeah, fond Emirates memory for me was going to watch Arsenal play Spartan Mosque. I'm not sure. Where did he move after us anyway? But he came back... Mm. And we batted somebody five one, but he scored on his return. Uh, it's so Shakhtar?
2: It, it Shakhtar. Might have been enough. Shakhtar, yeah, yeah it might have I been Shakhtar.
1: It and it just yeah, everybody stood up and gave me a really nice round of applause. It was just quite touching. Oh, nah, he's nice. a great guy. I like, I like it. Well, I yeah, he was. But look, I guess then on that bombshell, um, probably time to end the show. We've been actually waffling on, considering there's not a lot to talk about for quite some time. And look, I, I know we said it earlier, Steve, but it's great to have you back. I obviously say that with a massive pinch of salt because you treat me like an arsehole. Can I, can, I just...
0: <laughs> can I just say as well um, that me and Steph set a date for the wedding today. I should I should really have used that as my Probably one led with that. Yeah, that should
1: have been your one good, Steve, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe well, I maybe thought,
0: that. I'd, no, 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 but I thought I'd bring it at the end. It's like, you know, to cap it off and, you know.
1: Yeah, no, look, congrats, massive congratulations to you guys, not only on getting engaged there, but you know setting a date you know, as someone who's just done that got married recently myself back in september yeah i'm buzzing for you and uh thanks man. yeah it's exciting but best of luck with the wedding plans mate honestly you would be pulling uh your hair out uh fairly sharpish i'd say nah. but um look it's great to have you back all things aside um unless so, you don't disappear anywhere soon and um, even if you do like i said treat me like an asshole. but look we just, to, <laughs> we just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast uh we've hope you've enjoyed it there's not much to talk about but you know we hope we, we we've managed to serve up you know something entertaining for you to listen to uh, in this bit of a lull period if you enjoy the show please leave us a review on apple and spotify we greatly appreciate it and if you want to follow any of us on the social media platforms, feel free to do so. Steve, he can be found on Instagram and Twitter at in the clock ends. Myself, Kelvin, I can be found on Twitter at underscore the ars underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. And Liam can be found on Twitter at Groningguna. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast probably after our next game, which, gentlemen, I'm very unprepared for this. When and where is that?
0: Liverpool on Thursday.
1: Liverpool on Thursday, I really should know these things. But look, keep an eye on our social media feeds uh, for a podcast shortly after that game. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye.